You are listening to the Dancepreneuring Studio podcast, session number 128, The Rise of Sensual Fitness. Hello and welcome to session number 128 of the Dancepreneuring Studio podcast. I'm very happy to be with you here today. I'm Annette Bone and the Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business. I get the privilege and the joy of sharing my journey back into the dance world after a long hiatus, the transformation I've experienced, the lessons I've learned, and the wonderful artists I've met along the way who also share their stories, their ideas, strategies, and tactics to help move your life and your business forward. I had a very delightful and enlightening conversation with Orit, who is the founder and CEO of Sharky, the belly dance workout. Wow, she is a powerhouse. I loved our conversation. We talked about the origins of belly dance. I had my misconceptions. I was very enlightened about a couple things. We talked about overcoming body issues, and closing the gap between dance and fitness, and so much more. Let's get into this great conversation. Hi, this is Ori, creator of Sharky, the belly dance workout, and I'm a dancer and entrepreneur, and you're listening to another session of the Dancepreneuring Studio with Annette Bone. Now that you're warmed up, get ready to go full out with our feature presentation. So you think you know about belly dance? Well, I had my misconceptions about this beautiful art. And today, my special guest is going to enlighten you on a thing or two on this beautiful art form. She has over 20 years of experience as a fitness and dance instructor. Plus, she also grew up with the art form of belly dance. She's been featured on NBC, ABC, CBS, and CNN, to name a few. And she holds the titles of Belly Dancer of the Year, Jewel of the Nile, Entertainer of the Year, and Middle Eastern Dance Champion of North America. She's led packed classes and workshops in the U.S. and Japan, and she's worked with thousands of men and women who have found success in meeting their fitness goals as well as discovering their passion for belly dance. I've been looking forward to this conversation with this awesome artist who is Orit, the creator and CEO of Sharky Belly Dance Workout. Orit, how are you? Thank you for coming to the show. Hey, Annette. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super stoked. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm. I Gosh, I've been looking forward to this. I've been so excited to talk about this because I've definitely had my misconceptions about belly dance. I've um, had two belly dancers on the show and it was, oh my goodness, my conversations with them were so wonderful. And I'm finding that there is more to this art than what meets the eye, just as with any dance form, there's always something to learn. And I went to a performance by Belly Dance Evolution. And I was going into it like, okay, well, I'm going to see all these sparkly costumes and some shimmies and maybe some, you know, just, you know, very minimal things that I thought I knew. I was blown away. I was so blown away and I absolutely loved the performance. And I thought, 
oh my gosh, I was so wrong <laughs> about belly dance. And I'm like, oh, I want to do that. That looks fun. So what is belly dance really about? I learned that belly dance is an art form for women by women. I mean, there's so many, if you just look on the internet, there's all these different histories about it. But I think what we all can agree on is that belly dance was created for women by women and that it was meant to show a woman what it means to be a woman through dance. And unfortunately, when belly dance came to the States um, at the time of the World's Fair in 1890 in, in Chicago, there was this woman named Little Egypt who was, you know, throwing her hips around and, and she wasn't scantily dressed. She actually was dressed pretty modestly, but Western man saw her hips moving. And that wasn't the way Western man was dancing at that time. And so they immediately thought, ah, sex. And then from then on, it was just considered something very vulgar. Yeah. But from what I've read, and I know people have read different things, and but and what I love about it is that I've read that it was about an exercise for childbirth. As you said, I, I am from the Middle Eastern culture, and I grew up with it. And my grandma would do it in celebratory events, like for when people, women were having babies, they would do like undulations with her to help her ease the baby out or, or just, you know, just just dance with her and show her moves that will help her during the birth. And as you can see, it's quite beautiful. There's nothing sexual about it. It's quite sensual. So um, that's the history that I love to tell. Um, and again, we don't really exactly know. This this art form is like over 3,000 years old. Do we really know? I mean, we really don't, you know. But based on the hieroglyphics, you know, in the pyramid, on the pyramids, we just can get a sense of what maybe this was about and based on um, historians, you know, trying to find out. But do we really know? We really don't. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my take. Well, I really liked that you went into that because there was purpose in it. And it's not just about the and I talk about this so much. And that's what I love. One of the things the many things I love about dance is there's so much more to it than just the movement. Mm -hmm. And each culture, there are different forms of dance. I was looking at some other dance forms, uh, other world dance forms, and I thought, oh my gosh, there's still so much to learn. There's still so yeah. much more than just, of course, the aesthetic and the visual aspects of dance are, all, of course, they're beautiful and, and it's obvious, right? But to learn the deeper meaning behind things, oh, it just, it totally fires me up. So thank you yeah. for sharing that. So um, how did you create your workout, your successful workout that's all over the world while still staying true to these traditional elements of belly dance. I'm a modern dancer and I, I, I'm from New York City originally. And um, I was doing modern dance with um, Jennifer Muller, the works. I was apprenticing with her in New York City. And I was also um, dancing with other, you know, emerging artists. Um, and I was supplementing my living with fitness because uh, fitness is somewhat performance oriented. Look, I'm going to be in the gym anyway. Might as well get paid for it. So, and then I, in the 90s, I'm showing my age here. In the 90s, um, Latin dance became a big craze, just slightly before Zumba. And I noticed that these gyms were hiring dance instructors to teach dance fitness. And I noticed that these dance instructors were not fitness certified. So they were teaching dance fitness like a dance class to a fitness enthusiast. 
not going to work at all. So they had no clue about how to structure a fitness class, how, what verbiage to use for a fitness enthusiast so they'll be able to get it. It was literally like follow the bouncing butt. You know what I mean? Follow me, follow the leader, no breakdown, no nothing. And then I saw these fitness enthusiasts leaving class. So like, wow, there is a gap right there. So how to teach dance fitness, but so that the fitness enthusiast can get it. Yeah. And then I was thinking, look, so at that time, I know this is a little bit of a long story, but it's pretty relevant. But um, at that time, um, I was already into, you know, teaching, you know, well into like 10 years already fitness and getting pretty good at it and teaching the really trendy workouts. And I was getting tired and I was kind of getting bored and I wasn't challenged. And, and back then it was about how you looked and how can you become a superstar instructor? And I didn't look the part, Annette. I'm a small woman, um, 410 only, woman of color. So it was very hard for me to compete with the step instructor next door, who is a tall, beautiful man uh, and a gay man and women loved him. You know, it's so very hard to get to be seen and stand out. So I was thinking, well, you know what? This dance fitness thing, it's, I, it's not working for these fitness enthusiasts. So how, what can I do? Do I need to create something? And I'm like, I'm feeling really tired. I'm not fitting in. And I thought, why don't, why don't I go back to my roots where belly dance is about no judgment. Any body type can do it. And I look the part. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I thought, why not belly dance? So it, I fused the two together, having already my fitness background and having done already belly dance growing up, but not formally, just informally. I started to then take some formal classes and just to sort of get the terminology and the muscle memory back into my body again. And then I noticed another gap, Annette. And the gap was, although the class was moving, they were not breaking it down at all and making it. So like, here are two gaps here. The dancer teaching for the fitness enthusiast, not breaking down. And the belly dancer teaching for a dancer, not breaking it down. There is the common denominator there. So what I did is I took the base moves of belly dance, I brought it down to its core, and then I built it up so that each buildup would be considered a certain level or different version for the enthusiast to do. So that's why I'll be able to, to teach a multi-level class because every buildup is a different version or different level. And so that's what I did. And then, and then along with that, I knew how to create flow in the class because I know how to teach fitness. Um, so I knew how not to stop for 60 minutes. And I also knew the art of cueing. So that was essential. And then, so it took me about a year to create Sharky the Bella Dance workout. But once it was created, I, I then got incorporated by 2000 and then fitness accredited by 2002. And then it was popular in New York City. So I know it was a long story. <laughs> Orit, if you saw me right now, I'm at the edge of my seat because all the things you talked about, we could do an episode on all these different topics that you just, <laughs> you just oh, talked about. So Oh my gosh, I don't even know where to start because you said so many wonderful things. The fact that you found a need, you were paying attention and you found a need and you found a way to fill it the way that you know how. 
I think is awesome. You went back to something that excited you, your passion for belly dance, and you were able to incorporate it with fitness and using everything from your background, knowing that it didn't go to waste. And, and I, that's, I love that. I love that you were able to combine all that. And then also something you said about here, you know, the, the whole visual quote unquote stereotypical representation at that time of, okay, you have this guy who is getting all these people, maybe not teaching as well, but because of the way he looks or who he yes. is yes. and, and that disconnect. And, and, um, oh my goodness, I loved when you talked about how dancers not knowing how to teach the fitness enthusiasts and the fitness enthusiasts, you know, that disconnect mm-hmm. as well. And you found that yeah. gap, which, you yes. know, as a marketer, as an entrepreneur, as a business person, you have to be looking for these things yes. because there's a yes. need that you, so I love, so like I said, you should see me, I'm at the edge of my seat because I'm so excited, <laughs> so excited. And Annette, so, And Annette, if I, if I may interject, another reason is I was tired of being a starving artist. And, and I know, I know, and I know you had this episode of what is, is there a starving artist? I mean, you don't have to be a starving artist. Right. I get it. Exactly. Just, I guess I'm using that loosely. I'm so, so sorry about that. But um, Oh, no, I'm so yeah. glad you brought this up. Please do talk about it. So and I was thinking, you know what, the dance industry it's a small industry. The fitness industry, not so small. Hmm. Where would I make more money and where could I combine the dance to? So that's why I thought this was a no brainer to do. I'm so glad that you brought that up because I think it's, it's per, like your attitude, your perspective is different. So yes. you, you see the reality of it. You're not, but you're not wallowing in the problem. You created a solution, which is Correct. what I love, you know, Correct. so awesome. I love your tagline, shake your beauty. Oh my goodness. Great copy. I read one of your blog posts about this and how you, I loved how you started when you said, you know, I had time alone. It was just me, not my husband, not my kids. (laughs) And I just had this time alone. And then it got you thinking about, you know, what is, what does it mean to shake your your beauty? And I loved that you, uh, that you changed your approach about dance and taking time for yourself, not as it just being, oh, this is something I need to do. I need to carve it out of my schedule. But as something that you give yourself as a gift, I love how you talked about that. Can you talk about Shake Your Beauty and what that means to you and what people should think about when they hear that phrase? Okay. Well, you know, beauty is something different for everybody. But for me, what Shake Your Beauty means, three things. It's about power, owning it. Yeah. It's about yes. self-love. Oh boy, did I have some issues about with self-love and how I looked and I not looking the part and when I auditioned. That it's also about empowerment, you know? Um, and being unapologetic about yourself, you know? And I just when when I created that tagline for people, I just I wanted people to think more like I wanted to imply that everybody is beautiful and just kind of like shake it off, shake off your worries. Just shimmy, shake, know that you're beautiful and just, and, and, and then it's also relevant to belly dance, which is why I use the word shake. So for me, so that's what, why I created it. And that's what it means for me. I love it. When I saw the tagline, I thought, oh, this is such wonderful copy. And it totally represents you and your brand and testimonial after testimonial after testimonial with, 
I was so touched because everybody has gone through different things and they've gotten different things from doing Sharky and their association with you. It's got to be so gratifying, right? Yeah, it, it is. You know what, Annette? I didn't know that that it would touch so many people because my mission has changed throughout the years. Like I started because of one reason and then it just sort of morphs into something else. But I'm, I'm super, I'm really touched and I'm so, I'm so freaking happy about it. Yeah. You should be because you've made such a huge impact. I think as an entrepreneur, you just want to keep going and you want to keep figuring out how else can I serve the world. It could be dance or anything. It's I love that's what I love about the the whole entrepreneurial journey like you talked about. It's it's changed, right? For you it's been, had yeah. different ebbs and flows and you have to go with it. It yeah. I I'm finding you cannot be static. <laughs> so, yes. you know, it's it's always about the progress and the and the growth and and so you've been featured on some pretty prominent media outlets and well-known publications. You have classes all over the country and internationally. And I know that didn't happen overnight. So take us through the process of how you made your passion into a business. Oh, you're right. It didn't happen overnight. Oh, geez, Louise. (laughs) (laughs) You you don't know, you know, how many times I just wanted to throw in the freaking towel. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Okay. So... (laughs) So in New York City, once I became incorporated and then I, and I trademarked the name and people started to come to class and from all over the tri-state area, I was like, dang, I got something here, you know? So I was like, you know, I need to get the word out a little bit more. Maybe I'll actually do an instructional video. That's when they had videos then. <laughs> Maybe I'll, I'll teach to my, my colleagues. Maybe I'll actually teach at a fitness convention. But first Think first. I think I have to become more credible. To become more credible, I think I have to get my format accredited by fitness associations. So that's what I did. And that was the hardest thing, Annette, for me. Sharkey is accredited by two top fitness associations. It's called ACE and AFA. And those are the two main fitness associations that group fitness instructors are certified with. Now, any dance fitness format can get accredited with them. But in the, you know, early 2000, they, it was kind of hard. I mean, so much so that one of their representatives had to come to my class to see if it's actually fitness. That's when it was really hard to persuade people that dance can actually be, be fitness. So I took me two years to do it. I had to work with a kinesiologist. I broke all my copyrighted moves down, like what actually, what muscles are actually initiating which movements and so on. And, and boom, it was done after two years. So after that was done, I then started to apply to become a fitness presenter because, Hey, you know, eventually I want to get p- people certified in this format and, you know, and get the word out even quicker. So I, I started to present at fitness conferences. And then once that became a little easier to do, I then developed a training, a live training for instructors to get certified. And to now where I have my online, my training done online. So now the whole world can do it instead of me traveling and doing it live. And now I have about 15 years later, I've got three instructional DVDs. I have nine volumes of original Arabic club music, which is unheard of. You can't even find anywhere. 32 count Arabic club music. I've got apparel. I've got almost a hundred instructors across the globe, which is, I have to tell you in the grand scheme of things. I mean, it's, it's like, 
It's not a lot for 15 years. I mean, look, Zumba has a hundred thousand instructors, probably more, but, but I did it all on my own. I didn't, I had no funding. It's all my money. Everything I made goes back into my business. I did it slowly, but it grew, but slowly. And so that's, that's where I'm at <laughs> right now. I think it's awesome. And, you know, for me, a lot of times it's not about the quantity, but about the quality. And the, I'm sure the process that you take your instructors through is not with obviously with what you've done through, through a long period of time is not without intention. I'm sure that they're very honored to represent the Sharky name and to be able to teach the workout. Otherwise, they wouldn't go through the process. And it just got to me, the testimonials. And I thought, oh, my gosh, this is just what what this has done for people and continues to do for people and impact people in a way that if it wasn't dance, you know, and just another testimony of what dance can do and what right. a person with vision yourself or a vision taking something that you're passionate about and making it into a business with blood, sweat and tears, basically, you know, right. and time and patience and testing things. And, and, you know, I'm sure there are things that you've tried that haven't worked out right <laughs> as an of entrepreneur course. and expensive mistakes too. <laughs> yes. I, me too. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. There's probably lots of behind the scenes that no one's ever going to know about. How did you quote unquote balance this word that I go back and forth with that is interesting in this day and age? How did you balance this with your family life? Mm. It was hard. <laughs> I have two small kids, a husband. And, whew, you know what? You just, you have to make a commitment and you have to be dedicated. And I'm able to work about three to four hours a day on my business and I'm committed in those four hours, nothing else, no housework, no cooking, no nothing. <laughs> and like I said, I'm growing slowly, but I have to make a choice. What's important for me? My family is very important for me. Of course, if I had a whole team, my which was my goal and to get funding, my business would grow much quicker. But this is where I'm at now and I'm happy with it. I'm happy that I'm able to spend some time with my family and some time with my business and for it to still grow. Now, because uh, financially, each year I do make a little bit more, I've been able to hire two part-time part-time employees, a project manager, as well as a tech person. So I'm really excited about that. But that only happened within the last two years. And also what has helped me is how I can set up my business so that I'm making residual income. So along with teaching online trainings, once people get certified, I then um, have them sign up for an instructor platform called Crew. And that is has an annual fee or a monthly fee. So I'm still able to make increased revenue for my business uh, on this platform. But this platform is still work. I mean, I'm giving them continual education. I'm giving them um, business education, pre-choreographed classes, music, uh, newsletters, blogs, yeah, marketing material. So it's still work on my part, but that has, has also helped my business and me not have to work so much in my business and be more, spend more time with my family. That's what I loved about um, your brand is you have all these different aspects of it. It's not just the workshops. It's not just your performances yeah. where you physically have to be there. You've yes. 
you've incorporated this amazing world of the internet and marketing and you've duplicated yourself basically in a way that that works for you and your family. So I'm so glad that you brought that up. And you know what else I loved what you said, Orita, is about that you're happy with where you're at in terms of what's working right now. Yeah, you don't have the the team yet that you you know that you want, but you have you do have a project manager and a tech person and that's really helpful. And I'm very much about do what you can with what you have. And you've done amazing stuff with what you've done with, you know. It's so it's so encouraging to me and I know it's going to encourage our audience that they don't have to wait for things to be perfect or they don't have to wait till they have like a gazillion bazillion people on their team. Exactly. They can find a way to make it work. And when you're focused on your business, you're focused. I mean, that's your time. So you, again, (laughs) I'm sitting on the edge of my seat, so excited, you know, talking about this stuff. So let's get into, I call it the dancepreneuring quick step. And these are three questions that um, think, you know, whatever you think of first when I ask. And uh, here we go. Um, Dance style you haven't tried, but would like to and why? Oh, pole dancing. <laughs> me too. Yeah. I just, to, to me, it's like, it's, it's about strength and feminine. And I want to see how far I can climb up and, and the split. It, it's amazing to me. Oh, I can't wait to try it. Yes, me too. That's definitely on my list to try. And I have a friend who teaches and she's like, yeah, people don't realize there's a lot more to it than, you know, the perception of it. Again, like belly dance, there's that, you know, that stereotype of it. So I'm so glad you shared that. What is your, or who is your favorite dancer or choreographer and why? Hmm. Okay. I I have two favorite choreographers, if that's okay. Um, yes. Pina Bausch. Oh, and- yes. Uh-huh. Because for two reasons, oh, I love how she moves with abandon. Mm-hmm. I love that. And another thing is that I love how she hires dancers who have real bodies, who, who have breasts, who have hips. And I love how she doesn't allow anyone in her company who's under 35 years of age. That I did not know. Yeah. Ooh, and, the, okay. and the reason why, and this is where what I've read when I was a modern dancer, is because once you're 35 and over, then you have performance maturity. And that's what she wants. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. So with modern dance, um, did you have a favorite technique or did you like all of it? Or are you trained in one particularly? I've done a little Limon. I've done Dunham. Mm-hmm. Um, Cunningham. Did I like, I just, hmm, I kind of just liked my own style. I loved Pina Bausch and I loved Bill T. Jones, Arnie Zane, uh, Bill T. Jones. Yes. Um, again, because they, they've hired real people. But yeah. For me, it was just such a battle with the way I looked. I just didn't fit. You know, I had a very much of a mesomorphic body. So like kind of strong, wide, but short. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of like just... It just kind of didn't work out for me, you know, just ending up to dancing with other choreographers. But another favorite choreographer, choreographer that I love is on So You Think of Me Dance, and her name is Sonia Taye. I and love her too. <laughs> I love her because she takes risks. Not that the other choreographers don't, but I love how she's not afraid to make a movement look ugly. You know, I love that. And like flex your foot and angry face. And like, it's just so expressive. And like, she just goes for it. Love it. <laughs> I do. I know oh, you mentioned all these people that I love. Oh, 
so awesome. Yeah. What is the dance style that currently describes your day at this moment and why? <laughs> <laughs> Crumping. You know Ooh, why? Yeah. <laughs> why? <laughs> because I got to push through every day to get crap done. Can I say the word crap? Of course. Uh, to, <laughs> just to get it done. There, I've got to jump over hurdles. I've got to push, of course, non-violently. But I just, that's what I feel like. Rawr, rawr, push through, you know? And then yes. just so I can get all my stuff done. That's how <laughs> I feel. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I love, I love, have you done, have you done crump at all? I, but I love to watch it. No, I haven't. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I've taken a couple of different classes and I've been in a couple of different sessions. It's it's very uncomfortable because I'm not, quote unquote, trained in it, but it is very liberating. It's mm-hmm. a very different. It's not. Oh, gosh, it, I, I love it. I just haven't done it in a while. But it's it's another style that I that I love watching as well. There's such a rawness to it, you know, so yeah. I love that. Orit, this has been such an enjoyable and enlightening conversation for me. I'm so honored that you are on the show. And if you want to find out more about Orit and the Sharkey workout, you can go to her website at Sharkey, S-H-A-R-Q-U-I dot com and check out all of her awesome information there. You'll be very impressed. There's lots to look at, lots of cool things to read and lots of cool products to buy. And Orit, did you have anything else to say before we close out the show? Yeah, for your listeners, if you want to try out Sharky and just like we're thinking what the heck is this belly dance fitness thing anyway I <laughs> love for you to opt in and get a free digital belly dance class just go to sharky.com and the opt-in is right there on the right side and for those who are interested in getting certified feel free to go to teach sharky.com that's t-e-a-c-h sharky.com I will link this information as well in the show notes Again, Orit, oh my goodness, love this conversation. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you, Annette. Conversation can inspire creativity and conversation can build community. If you would like to continue the conversation, I would love it if you would join my community, my private Facebook group called the Dancepreneuring Collective. You can send me a message via email or contact me via Facebook, and I would love to add you and get to know you better. If you found this podcast helpful or any of the other sessions helpful, I would really appreciate a rating, a review, and for you to subscribe on either Apple Podcasts or Stitcher Radio or Google Play. And that way I can continue improving the podcast as well as get your name out on a future session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Until next time, I pray that you have an exceptional week and more blessings than you can imagine. I look forward to spending time with you again. Thank you for listening. This has been a session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Find the archives of this show at annettebone.com slash podcast or on iTunes. Contact Annette at annettebone.com. This podcast copyright by annettebone.com and dancepreneuring.com. All rights reserved. The Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business.